Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson. Here are my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Well, hello. No Garrett Price. No, wait, what? He went, to, he went to like Oklahoma. Yes, he did. Yeah. He's a Sooner. Ooh. Today. Today, this week. I don't yeah. know. I don't ask questions like that. He's nope. like, I won't be here next week. I'm like, good. Good. Good riddance. Just kidding, Garrett. Come back. Baby, come Baby, back. Come back. <laughs> so today we're all talking some uh, Dynasty Fantasy Football. What do you think? Me and you and I? Me and you? You and me, me and you. Yeah, you yeah, and I. That all sounds right. great. But before we do, how about a word from mm. one of our sponsors? Oh, yeah. My Bookie. That's right, guys. My Bookie. Uh, ever since I started using My Bookie, no joke, I am on a hot streak when it comes to gambling. You were just telling me earlier. Dude, Arizona last night, Monday, mm. they were like minus two and a half. <laughs> Dude, I can't. Against Dallas? Seriously? Bet big on that. Yeah, that's it. I bet big. Guess who won? This guy. That guy. I'm up. I'm up double. It's nice. pretty good. I you know, that. if you gamble and you're up a dollar, you're doing really good. Absolutely. I'm up double. double. So do you want to be up double? Check out our friends at my bookie. Ever since I started out, people have been asking you know, me for advice on all kinds of things. But in covering sports, it's usually about who's going to win and what team they should bet on. You got the Patriots or 49ers this week, Bucks or Raiders. Well, the best piece of advice I can give you or to anyone is where you're betting at is just as important as who you're betting on. It's why I always tell people to visit my bookie. They've got deposit matches, free bets, and huge cash prize contests for you to take advantage of. All season long nfl action check college ball check plus they have a mobile friendly website and top of the line customer service making your platform a one-stop shop for all your better needs my bookie offers action on everything from championship futures to nfl in-game live betting making sure you're covered every step of the way congrats if you were one of the ones to cash in on the generously early season odds on the Lakers to win the NBA championship. Sign up at my bookie today. And when you do use the promo code nerds to claim a deposit match dollar for dollar, all the way up to a thousand bucks. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start on your winning season. That's promo code nerds for you to claim your bonus. When you make your deposit stacked UFC cards, presidential prop bets, all the major sports and more away for you. Sign up today to begin your winning season exclusively, exclusively, at mybookie.com and even that UFC fight coming up, the uh, Khabib, I can't pronounce his name because I'm not, uh, you know, in that, but Justin, uh, I'm, not a UFC, I'm not a UFC guy, so. hey, but they're fighting uh, this weekend and you could bet them on my bookie. Yep, you can bet anything on my bookie. You probably bet on how long I'll say and four over under two and a half seconds. Uh, over Ooh, like, most, most shows, like you know, like oh, how long will uh, you know. Uh, Beyonce sing the national anthem. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like if I was the aunt Beyonce, I'd be betting big time on myself and just on the over and yep. just nail it. Nail it. Yeah, I'd be super rich. Yep. Wait. Uh, done and done. Well, she's already super rich. Yeah. I've been rich my whole life. Hmm. Since you were born. As a noun. <laughs> <sighs> well, we're back talking dynasty fantasy football and hey, another week some more injuries of course man it's it's the way of the world here. miles sanders got a boo-boo on his knee makes boston scott pretty pretty nice so yeah boston scott was the guy that basically came in and can control most of the carries after uh sanders went out um sanders you know 
obviously showing pretty well. Broke another big long run this uh, week. Unfortunately, it was the the run that hurt his knee. He ended up fumbling like right before the goal line and ended up hurting his knee on on the play. But Boston Scott, like I like you said and like I'd mentioned, came in and basically handled it. He didn't do you know particularly awesome with it, but I think he's the guy that they're going to be leaning on. And in the in the situation of just get the carries, get the fantasy points. You know, right. hopefully gets a touchdown. But if not, you're looking anywhere from twelve points, which you know eight to twelve points, which isn't terrible. Uh, but he's only out one to two weeks, so it's not long term. Unlike Zach Ertz. Right. He's out for a good solid month with that high ankle sprain. So, so yeah, obviously, um, before we moved on to to Zach Ertz, they're playing on Thursday night. So, you know, Miles Sanders hasn't practiced at this point. It's Tuesday. So he's definitely going to be out this week. But they haven't, like, ruled him out officially yet. So um, that's one of those things where that probably looks better for his, uh, you know, week eight out- outlook. The than, fact that he's not an IR yet right. in a three window is – Great news for Miles Sanders under. So hopefully it's just yeah the Thursday night get ten days of rest. Worst case you miss two weeks. At this at this rate the way these running backs are dropping two weeks is nothing. Right. Well, and actually and it's a lot, but you know. Well, Boston Scott though, I mean he'll at least be able to keep you afloat. Hopefully you have better options, um, you know, in your fantasy lineup. But Boston Scott, if you don't, um, at least can keep you afloat for a couple weeks. And same thing for the flip side side for Zach Ertz is Dallas Goddard comes back. Uh, he might come back even as soon as after this Thursday night game, uh, the following Sunday, 10 days uh, from now. I was actually wondering if this would be the the game, this Thursday night game might be the game where we see Hakeem Butler, the tight end, Ooh. A- active for the first time. You know what I, I mean? I mean, who else is catching the football out there? Out of, they have basically nothing. I mean, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside actually made a touchdown catch this past week and had a showing again, so maybe he'll start coming out a little bit. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll start growing <laughs> facial hair. <laughs> Hey, anything's 40, possible. 41 could be the magic year for it you. It could be. You never I mean, know. If you're looking for a very stern mustache, I've got you covered. <laughs> if you're looking for uh, cheek hair, yeah, not uh, so much. I had the beard going last week. Uh, it was, you know, it was only about a week old beard, so it wasn't it wasn't crazy thick. But I decided to shave it. It was a little bit too itchy, and I, I left the mustache just uh-huh. just to see what I would look like. Because some people can pull off the mustache, and I still can't. I still look creepy. I did not look. Rich Dotson creepy, but whoa, 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 whoa. You brought it to a whole new level. I intentionally <laughs> brought it to a whole new but level. But I but I looked like a foreigner or something. I just looked like European or something. Dude, somebody can pull off the mustache. Yeah. Some people can't. I could not. You eh, I've seen you with the mustache. It's 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 hard. Yeah. It's hard for anybody to do. It really is. But yeah, hey. Keep trying. Kids. Keep, just, keep, just keep trying. You keep growing the stashes. <laughs> yep. Hey, Ron Swanson. Yep. That guy could pull off a mustache. Big time. Anything Tom, Tom Selleck? Oh, awesome. Awesome big mustache. Time. Big yep. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it, though, right? That's about it. <laughs> After that, it starts falling off pretty quick. <laughs> that's it. Yep. Uh, more injuries. Janu Smith, ankle injury. Yep. So Hello, I, Fisker. Yeah, Fisker uh, is is the hot pickup. He had basically, um, he's like almost, it was almost double-digit uh, uh, targets in this past game. And he scored pretty well. He was—I know—he was in double-digit fantasy points for sure. Um, big game from um, from him, and he's been getting them consistently even before the injury. So uh, he's been getting four or five targets per game basically for about the past three weeks. It's a quiet offense that moves. You know, mm-hmm. Derrick Henry opens it up. Ryan Tannehill has been extremely efficient with the football. Uh, just like last year, it was QB eight just comes in week in week out. Scoring double over twenty fantasy points had like over thirty this week. Yep. Uh, AJ Brown's a big AJ Brown was a big lift, and you know he came back in this. This is his first week back, and you know I, I plugged and played, and I was really happy I did. It's 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 such a nice influx of 
these rookie wide receivers right now that are like 25 and under. You know, mm-hmm. A.J. Brown looks absolutely fantastic. So, rookie, or you're just talking about young guys. Young young receivers yeah, yeah. that you look at a start up with when you're skipping Allen Robinson, DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas is a 27, 28-year-old guys. Right. You know, A.J. Brown. Justin Jefferson, a wide receiver one as a rookie. CeeDee Lamb looks like the next DeAndre Hopkins. Looks, we said this before in right. the show. Whatever you paid for him would be an underpay. In my eyes. Yeah. Doing the next DeAndre Hopkins. He looks amazing. Yep. Uh DJ Moore, who hasn't had a year we wanted to have, but still at only twenty three. Sky's the limit for that kid. Terry McLaurin is kind of taking a back seat because everything's going bet wrong in Washington. Yeah, he's still startable, you know, as your wide receiver three or something like that. But yeah, absolutely, he, he's he's come back down to earth a little bit from his rookie year. Chris Godwin, um, you know, him. another fantastic young receiver. Mari Cooper's not in that, but DK Metcalf falls into that category as well. Terry Kill's just on the outside at twenty six. Chase Claypool looks fantastic with the Steelers so far. Uh, it, it just right now. The, these young receivers that you could have on your roster for the next eight years, six to eight years, it just it's a really good class. And this is even some of the rookies that we have had a chance to see, guys like Jerry Judy, uh, Michael Pittman Jr., Denzel Ryan Mims, Edward, Denzel Mims, yeah. who should make his debut this he should, week, should be coming up soon. Yep. So it, it's AJ Brown looks every bit every time he gets on the football like last year, just a dominant force looks amazing. for your dynasty yep. team. And the fact that him and Ryan Tannehill are there for the next four years together, it's a beautiful thing to see. It is definitely a nice thing. Uh, so Raheem Mostert came back. Oh. oh, he's hurt again. Now he's hurt. High ankle injury as well. So he's probably going to miss about three weeks. So this one we kind of have to hash out a bit because it seemed like, um, you know, if, when that happened, everyone, you know, naturally I would think, hey, our guy Jarek McKinnon is going to be the guy that's that's going to be getting all the carries, but it was actually um, Hasty, Jamichael, Jamichael Hasty that got a bunch of the carries, and it sounded like you know Kyle Shanahan basically came out and said that hey, he had some fresh legs, we had him going. So, what what do you how do you see this working out going forward? Is this an instance of an in game thing where Jamichael Hasty just had the fresh legs look good in this game, so he was riding the hot hand, or do you think that he's going to get some opportunities to kind of become and establish himself as the as the lead guy for the next three or four weeks i, I think he was definitely riding a hot hand in the game mm-hmm. uh mckinnon was just having an okay game right as it was uh i think mckinnon will come back i, th- I think they know like mckinnon's look good surprisingly behind the line of scrimmage as well this year but at the same time michael hasty somebody who we were, we were talking about preseason oh yeah that would come in and possibly have a spot here and i think it just falls in the category of any running back you put in Kyle Shanahan's system, the way he schemes it is going to have success. And and I, I totally agree with you there. But what I'm trying to like kind of cut through the weeds and try to figure out who am I starting? You know what I mean? Like, I'm starting McKinnon. But I think okay. Jamichael, I mean, I think Jamichael Hasey easily falls into the, uh, the not so obvious sneaky start, right? Okay. Like yeah, yeah. for this year, for this week. But at the same time, I want to see it. Again, because again, it doesn't matter who it is. If you're if you're getting more than ten carries in Kyle Shanahan's system, I'm willing to flex you out. Yeah, and that and that's that's how I felt as well. I just kind of wanted to hear it and, and get it hashed out. And because I'm I'm personally right now, I'm not like Jamichael Hasty. I'm not like eager to throw him in my starting lineup. If he comes out this week and plays well, I'm fine. If he did that on my bench, you know what I mean. I'm gonna I'm gonna bench him this week. I I feel okay putting McKinnon in. And crossing my fingers and hoping uh, that he does well. And I think he'll be involved passing. enough. Yeah, right. So, um, but Hasty, 
he could just be he could just be a bench guy. You know what I mean? Kyle Shanahan could McKinnon could be a guy that that's that's running and looking so well that you never even see Hasty. So well, the thing is, Hasty's going to get some care. Like Shanahan's going to get two cares. But you got to remember, Debo Samuel's backs are going to be a little more involved now. They've they've already used a ton behind the line of scrimmage right. already. Yep. Get with some hands off with Debo. You got Ayuk now. You got George Kittle. So they're finally at a full arsenal at the receiver position. It's just where does where does Hasty fall in? You know, it's. Right. How many carries is he going to get? He needs 10 or more to probably be relevant. Relevant, okay. Which I can see him getting about 12 carries from McKinnon. It just, it's weird because when most or worst went out, they're giving McKinnon 30 carries, you know, 20 sure. carries. Yes. And then they started to slowly come back from that. And now it's like, does, does Shanahan see something where it's like, okay, McKinnon can't be the guy. Right in that little Full time, in that it's little, gotta be a fifty-fifty split for right me. In, in that optimal. short period of time when he had it, kind of as his own gig. Did he see something, or did you know, did McKinnon maybe not come through on tape as well as he had hoped, or something like that? Well, I think we'll know for sure this week. Like it's a little risky, I think, for me to get Hasty out there. But I mean, you could do worse, right? I mean, you could do much worse sure. if you need a running back. Like if you, you could do Boston, all the injuries. You could, you could be putting Boston Scott in your lineup. I think. I think if you had asked me the two, yeah. like obviously Boston Scott is going to get the most carries, but if you're like, who's got the highest upside, it's probably going to be Jermichael Hasty. Yeah, I agree with that because, I mean, the dumpster fire that is the Philadelphia offense, I, I almost don't want anything to do with it besides like two players. I mean, you know, I, I would I would put Miles Sanders in. If Dallas Goddard comes back, I would I would feel okay putting Dallas Goddard in. And and obviously the quarterback, uh, Carson Wentz, who's I think quarterback nine on the quarterback air, nine think, or something right like there, that. Yeah. which is absolutely insane. I think we we'll have to talk about that later as well because right. who would ever guess it, with all the turmoil in Philly, Carson Wentz is still playing well. Yeah, that's crazy. It's like one of the underlying stories. Well, I mean their defense is terrible, which helps helps a fancy quarterback. So maybe that's it, part of it. It always helps playing catch up. But talk yeah. to a lot of these other teams playing catch up, but their quarterbacks aren't playing well. I mean that was Dak's magic potion you know what i mean they would they would be down three scores and he would just have to throw for the next three quarters so it helps when you're really good but carson yeah. wentz is pretty good he's pretty good Absolutely. We'll, talk about, we'll, we'll, we'll shelve carson wentz we'll get back to that one. all right let's do it uh and then of course christian mccaffrey should be back probably next week yeah it sounds like he's not gonna not gonna be getting in this week um and they're hoping that he'll get in next week so we'll see i mean it's a for sure no on uh, week seven we'll see about week eight but at the same time you have mike davis as a top eight fantasy running back so Chris McCaffrey should be running back one overall when all said and done. When all right? said and done, absolutely. Speaking of running backs, Matt, DeAndre Swift finally comes out. Ooh. Has a great game. Uh-huh. This week versus Jacksonville, he had 14 carries for 114 yards, two touchdowns, three receptions for seven yards. Do you think this is the beginning of the Swift takeover or just a blip on the radar versus a very bad defense in Jacksonville? I mean, obviously it's a very bad defense. Um so that you have to weigh that in there. You have to, you have to, and I think Adrian Peterson, correct me if I'm wrong. I think he was like ill the entire week as well. Um, leading up to the game. A little and tummy flu. I, yeah. It was a non COVID related illness. Um, so he might've had a tummy flu or something like that. So this might've been like the perfect storm where Deandre Swift finally, you know, showed out in practice and they didn't want to overload the 35 year old running back, um, in game. And they kind of, they had to lean on somebody. They're not going to lean on carry on Johnson. Uh, I think they've pretty oh, much he's been phased out completely. Yeah. They've shown that. So Deandre Swift finally got his chance to shine. And like you said, 114 yards and, and two touchdowns on the ground. That's, that's pretty amazing. on only 14 carries. 
It, it, it happens a lot. It's, it's why I love to buy these rookies in the offseason because it's it, – with the NFL, like, what have you done for me lately? People are like, oh, well, Swift's not starting right away. He must not be good and only going to be a pass catcher running back. You know, like, oh, Jerry Judy's not doing good in Denver right now. He's probably going to be terrible. Brian Edwards, oh, preseason darling, hasn't done anything. Probably going to be terrible. Right. You know, it's – Thing, same thing for Swift. Swift was a second running back off the board, taken very high in the second round by the Lions. He's clearly in the plans of the GM, yeah, at I, the most part, to get to get some touches. And we all loved his tape. He was our running back one going into the offseason. So for me, this is like that that buy-in window on Swift was two weeks ago. Absolutely. Like, yep. It's already with that last show, and it's probably closed. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you if if you just watch the game film and or, or watch the games, it's you know Adrian Peterson doing a slow motion circle move where you know where, where he's doing a whole spin, and you could like literally count it on your sundial how long it took him to get around that thing. Or it's DeAndre Swift who's a quick young back who can get in and out of cuts and, and make people miss in the open field. Yeah. The same guy carry on came out and said, I can't do anything. That guy does. <laughs> exactly. He's way too talented. Yeah. Swift's a dynamic running back. You know, will he always, will, will, could he be, I mean, he could be the Alvin Kamara behind an offensive line carrying the load. I, he, he's capable of that, but I think he's a tremendous talent. I think this is the beginning of him taking a step forward to that, Low end running back one, high end running back two status. Yeah, so I, I, he definitely has the talent to do it. Let's hope that that uh, the Detroit staff gets their heads out of their butts and they just let him. They start riding him a little bit more. I mean, it's Patricia's got to do something else. I mean, yeah. he's got to realize like if he doesn't turn this around real quick, like yeah. he's out. If he's not out already, he's getting bob'd. Oh yeah, uh, see him McNair. Yep. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I love. If you were to buy Swift right now and you had. Knowing the running backs coming out, you know, Najee Harris has looked great. Travis Etienne's looked absolutely great. And say you're a middle-of-the-road team, and you can use that running back help right now. Would you give your first and second next year in this next year's deep class for DeAndre Swift? Like, would you? Because obviously the team that drafted Swift drafted him probably pretty high, absolutely. right? So they're a yep. bad team. Mm-hmm. He's done nothing to help them. That's your first-round pick. So the odds of you turning that boat around in your dynasty league right away is probably pretty slim as well. So you're probably still sitting there – you know, bottom, bottom of the barrel. If you, if you're the middle of the road team, you know, right. Team six, seven, eight. Would you offer your first and second right now to the Swift owner? I, I, I mean, if you can get it. And I would. Comfortable with that? I would definitely. I would feel comfortable doing it. I'm not sure after the week that he just had, the the owner is going to like jump on that opportunity at it's, this point. It's not much. So, what do you think you have to add on top of that? <sighs> I mean. Because all they're getting back in return is another is another gamble. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. They're not going to get a player of his quality. I don't think at the middle of the first round next year. Me personally, I don't think so. Um, so you're, I don't know how much a second's going to like really brighten their day in order to to make that trade happen. Like if you had, what about Cream Hunt? For example, okay, right. Cream Hunt's great matchup this week. Sure. So has Nick Chubb signed a three year extension. Would you flip Cream Hunt straight up for DeAndre Swift? Or are they equals in your eyes? They're 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 pretty close. Yeah. Um. Obviously, you're gonna get a couple more years out of a guy like Swift, and and maybe more opportunity. More opportunity someday. I mean, <laughs> maybe starting Sunday. May last week was not a blip. Someday. Um. So yeah, I mean, you might be able to use this. You know, because obviously, right now, Cream Hunt's getting all the carries in Cleveland. Um, where you know, in a couple weeks, he might be splitting. Maybe you'll be able to get 
give him Kareem Hunt and get something in return. So I was trying to think of like a running back that you could that I would flip that's somewhat on par. Like Kareem yeah. Hunt's the first one that came to mind. Um, a talented running back that if you offered somebody, it might be like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll do that deal. Like yeah. I'm, I'm winning that deal. You know, Swift's only had the one good game. I'm going to be the guy. But something along those like Hunt lines, like maybe like Melvin Gordon straight up for DeAndre Swift. I don't think the Swift owner would do that. I mean, I would do that in a heartbeat. Well, yeah. anybody. Right. Would. Nobody yeah. wants Melvin Gordon in the roster. He's right. the most... Easily, I just traded today for yep. another Del- Melvin Gordon share. I traded uh, Nick Chubb in a 22 first and second for DeAndre Hopkins and uh, Melvin Gordon right. in a Superflex league. It's like everybody wants to die. I have, I have, I'm in 20 leagues. 18 of them got Melvin Gordon. You're like the garbage collector. You're just <laughs> taking yeah. everyone's Melvin Gordon. But Mel, I mean, not that he's garbage. You no, know, it's just, means. it's just that that's how everyone perceives. He him. just, he just falls in that category. If you right. got Melvin Gordon, you don't want him. Unless you're Rich Dodson, then you want all the that, Melvin just Gordon. Give shares. me all the Melvins. Hey, he's only 27. He's on a three-year contract in Denver. They'll be back healthy next year, hopefully. So what happened? I, now that we're on that subject, he they said he would. They say basically said that he wasn't going to get any sort of punishment. But then they didn't play him. Well, he, he got sick. Oh, he got sick. He got sick. So the reason he didn't play because he got sick. Oh, my, dude, these guys. Was it the beer flu? Probably. <laughs> these guys that go out the- and get caught speeding, nonetheless, while they're drunk, twice the limit, and they have all the. It just blows my mind. Dude. It just get a driver. Get an Uber, dude. Like. <laughs> Yeah. Like no. back in the day, hey. you'd like you had to find a driver, like somebody physically drive you. Now all you do is download and press a button on your phone. COVID is out there, so I can understand not wanting to go in a stranger's car. Oh my Jesus, Louise! But have a buddy, pay a friend. Hey, dude, you're the sober driver tonight. I'm going to pay you. You're driving me around. I mean, how many fake friends do NFL players have? Right, probably tons, tons of them tons. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, or just that one girl that's like. She, she, you know what she's there for. You know? like, I need you sober. You're driving. Baby, I need you. <laughs> oh, I need you too for a ride. <laughs> Whatever you need, Melvin. Yeah. I mean, just come on, guys. Get Come on. Get a driver. So, hope, now, this is where I'm torn as a majority Melvin Gordon owner. In real life, I think he should be suspended. Sure. That's stupid. You don't, it's just dumb. Yep. You can't do that. You can't, you can't do that and definitely get away with it like in my eyes like you have to be suspended like from your job that's my eyes for what he does not all jobs for his job like if you're like a ups driver and you get a dui they're not gonna let you go drive nope right absolutely so if you're running back for the denver broncos you get dui they shouldn't let you drive you're a public you're you're a public figure you know what i mean you're not driving a car like a ups person is so the, the parallels probably weren't exactly there, but he, he's out in the public eye. It's tarnishing the shield, quote unquote, of the NFL. So yeah, there should be some sort of punishment. I'm surprised the NFL, I mean, they'll eventually get to it, right? And eventually, yeah. Well, it'd be one of those things you get suspended for the first two games next, next year. Next season, right. After I traded for more Melvin Gordon shares. <laughs> so uh, moving on, quarterbacks. All right. Josh Allen has struggled the past two games versus good teams with only average while only averaging 19.94 points per game four games before that averaging over 30 points per game he started off on fire i mean that is uh you know for sure but i mean if you were watching the game this past week it was it was a crappy rainstorm it was crappy so this week there was a big time weather element and obviously the chiefs have a heck of a um pass defense there i think they're number three or something in the league and a lot of the, the a lot of the plays um, were like pass interference calls against Stefan Diggs, so they were moving the ball, but it was just 
the 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 defense was either either holding or there were passing there was a lot of pass interference on on Stefan Diggs when I was watching at least I saw at least two or three of them so you know it's I think it's a little combination of of, of both of those things and he was just off you know at the beginning of the game he was just off and you'll have those games yeah and it, Kyler Murray was the exact same way did you see that game at all he I was sa- he was sailing every ball like he was three of his first twelve or something like that just because they were, he was just off he had a monster game. Christian Kerr, two catches. DeAndre Hopkins, two catches. Him, 38 points. Right. Well, rushing. He had a rushing touchdown. Yeah, lot. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm not worried about Josh Allen. He's a, he's a, he's a prototypical type of quarterback that's going to give you a couple down. Like, his down games are going to be down games. And I mean, it wasn't it wasn't even that bad. He, I mean, 20 and 18, you know, so he's like 19. I mean. Yeah, it's not 19 points. You'll take that. Better than, uh, well, and Scott Fish and Scott Fishbowl, you get negative points for oh. incompletions. I had Aaron Rodgers and Baker, Baker Mayfield. Oh, total minus twenty five points. Oh. I have a putrid team in that league. Putrid. I have not won a game yet. You're over. Yeah, oh, uh-huh. good for you. Yeah, yeah. I had scored thirty eight points. I just i i got hit by the injury bug. I have like no running backs. It's terrible. It happens. Yep. Yeah. What are you gonna do? You're gonna move on. Yep. Josh Allen still top six dynasty quarterback. Um. Yeah. Absolutely. I would love to see what they do with like if they can get a running game going. And really open th- like some play action with Josh Allen out there yeah. to be able to roll him out that, as well. That has been very disappointing. I mean, obviously Zach Moss hasn't provided the kind of I think tough inside running that we we would have thought he's he been was. banged up. He's been banged up, um, but I mean, five rushes this past this past week for ten yards for Zach Moss. That's no, not that's no, not getting not it done, good. man. No. On, your, on your opportunities, you want to see it <laughs> at least twenty yards or something like that. And Devin Singletary is like Philip Lindsay. Like he's he can be the guy, but like. You're always going to be looking to replace him. Or yeah. Your front office is always going to be looking to replace you. You can use somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. I wish I would I was hoping they were going to get Le'Veon Bell. That would have been a nice landing spot, and they were going after him. Uh, and they just didn't land. They it's didn't weird. end up landing I, him. And yeah. I get Love Bell's stance like, hey, I can go win a Super Bowl. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm getting paid by the Jets. I can go win a Super Bowl. Uh, I'm not worried at all if I'm a Clyde Edwards-Alaire owner. I mean, he just showed you this past week. <laughs> I mean – he, I think he's averaging like the most yards at, or not the second most yards after contact. Was averaging over nine yards per carry. He gets hit. He, it's weird because like he's still running back one, and people are like poo pooing on Clyde Edwards. We talked about this last week. Him and Jonathan Taylor, and right. so he's still out there dominant. I mean, he looked out there this on Monday night, and you're like, they don't need Love Bell whatsoever. They don't. And I think him. people bring they're, they oh they're gonna bring Love Bell and he's gonna kill Clyde Edwards Lair. No, they came just, out and said he's basically they wanted to they wanted to take a little bit of the pressure of of like the every down pounding off of Clyde Edwards Alaire and that's and, that's what he signed for and and look at his contract that's what it, I mean that's what it indicates as well and then, you know Clyde Edwards Alaire struggled at the goal line where Lev Bell has always had a lot of success at the goal line so you can see some of that but listen Clyde Edwards Alaire is a running back one now and he's not scoring any touchdowns anyways right that will come and when it does come now you're looking at top three top four. Let me go back on my rant. I'm, again, any kind of any kind I find any opportunity to buy window on guys like that, you got to jump on them. That Lev Bell signing was a clear buy window. Yep. And then he just had his game on Monday night, and you're like, <laughs> Yeah, that window. Oh, that, God, that was like a really small window. <laughs> Man, I was. Uh, I wasn't so overweight. I couldn't even jump right through that thing. Couldn't even throw my ten year old right eight year old through that one. <laughs> it's like a small drive by windows. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, it's give me my cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it out the window, drive by, and grab it. Yeah. And before we go on, Matt, we have a couple more words 
from two more sponsors. Ooh. First one is our friends at Bud's Butter CBD Company. Bud's Butter is a family-owned CBD company that specializes in farming, processing, and producing high-quality CBD products at a very affordable price. They just finished up their second growing season, and boy, they had an amazing crop. This high-quality hemp flower has been put into their newest product, Bud's Skinny Left-Handers. This multi-pack of CDB, CBD hemp flower pre-rolls can provide instant relief to pain and anxiety. Tanner and Levi Buds are brothers, owners, and longtime Dine Senior listeners, and they are running 20% off with free shipping on all orders over $20 with the code NERD, N-E-R-D. Once again, that's 20% off and free shipping on all orders over $20 with the code NERD. Check out their products at Bud's Butter. That's B-U-D-Z Butter.com. You get full confidence knowing where your CBD products came from as the Bud's Butters brothers have handled it from start to finish. Be sure to use that promo code NERD and get 20% off and free shipping. It's right now uh, promo uh, Mark Cannon. Won a $50 gift card they can use anywhere from Bud's Butter, which is absolutely fantastic. And again, I just recommend you guys give it a try. If you ever hesitant about CBD oil, you know, it's not it's not marijuana. It's not gonna get you ting, it's not gonna get you a buzz, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But pain, anxiety, it helps, man. I'm somebody who works really hard all day long. I work 13 hour days, six days a week, and a lot of times I just get emotionally and just drained. My body's sore. Take a little Bud's Butter in my coffee. Get some of that little mint in there. Stir it up. I'm feeling peppy. I'm feeling great. You should try it. That's all I ask. BudsButter.com. B-U-D-Z. Use that promo code NERD, and you get 20% off of free shipping. Nice. And here's another great product, Rich. Prediction Strike. Have you ever heard of um, somebody owning a player from basically day one in in a fantasy league? Oh, like Drew Brees 17 years ago? Yes, exactly. So Prediction Strike is basically, it does that same kind of thing. It it takes players and you put money in and you can basically buy stocks on these players. You don't actually have to use them in a fantasy lineup per se. It's just, it, you know, their value will fluctuate based on how they're playing. And, and you can buy, a, you, you know, you buy a share of a player when he's a rookie at, at a low, low price or if it's somebody that hasn't busted out yet. And, and as they kind of ride the wave, their value will go up. If it's a player that, that starts to dominate, you can start, you can you can really cash out and, and, and make a, a ton of money here on their website. So Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb, bye-bye. Even though they're wide receiver ones now, they're probably going to be a little bit more expensive. They Yeah, down the line, absolutely. So, so what, like a penny stock would be like invest in Denzel Mims. Yeah. So, I mean, it sounds an awful lot like a lot of these other stock um, websites for regular stocks, uh, but it just ha- happens to deal with fantasy instead. Oh, it's one thing I'm really like I know about is young fantasy players. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, I, I like to dabble a little bit in the stock market myself. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I got in, got in low on Tesla. And yes. now that's that's come to fruition and and, and bloomed and blossomed. Now and you're the richest guy. No. Now I'm the richest guy in this room, and <laughs> <laughs> you can do that. Exact There's only two of us here, <laughs> and I'm not the richest person here. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so you can do that exact exact same kind of thing, uh, but with fantasy players. And um, you know, get started today. The the website is uh, predictionstrike.com. And right now, if you go and, and you sign up, 
Use the code Dynasty to get an additional ten dollars uh, off your first or uh, of your first deposit of twenty dollars or more. So, or an additional ten dollars on top of your twenty dollars deposit or more. Nice. Yeah. So take that free ten dollars, invest it all in Tesla. Tesla. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I would invest take. It all I would take. In I would take DeAndre te- Swift. I would take the ten dollars. Yeah. And put it the free ten dollars and put it in CD Lamb because that's a safe. There's nowhere to go but up. But up. It ain't going down. And then take my twenty dollars. I'm invested in Denzel Mims. I was gonna say Mims. That was the same guy I was thinking of. DeAndre Swift yep. is a good investment as well. Mm-hmm. Um, who else would be a good investment? Maybe here? a Pittman. A Pittman share. Maybe Mike just Williams. Yeah, Mike Williams. Mike Williams. Uh, you know I like Mike Williams, and he he's been to a, a, to a tug of Viola. Get his, his first start. Getting his first start next week. Absolutely, he got in at garbage time this past week. Then the stadium was going nuts there in Miami. Well, use that promo code Dynasty. Dynasty. Get a predictionstrike.com. Yep. Get it in there. Try them out. Invest. And when when you come up big, remember me and Matt. Exactly. Matt and I. Matt and I. Me and Matt. Eminem. Make us the richest guys in this room. Oh, please so much. <laughs> I'll do Dynasty full time every day. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much, guys. Yep. Well, should we go back to Dynasty? Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, Matt, does Kenyon Drake big game give you more confidence in him moving forward or would you rather just sell kind of highish now um i mean honestly uh, right now i would i i do have a share of Kenyon drake and unfortunately it's in a league where it's it's Kenyon drake i'm i'm basically forced to start him at this point of the year um but this this week was great but you know obviously it was 100 and it was 160 something yards but he had like a huge 69 huge, yard for a touch at the end yeah i won a game and that listen this never happened. Like I'm in 20 leagues and I'm the king of losing by 0. 0.5 points, mm-hmm. 0. 0.3. Never win ever by 0. 0.3, 0. 0.5. Never. You think the odds would be that I would win a game by the lose all the time. Every once in a while. Uh, this week though, won by 0. 0.52 points. That Kenyon Drake run. That, fa- that Kenyon Drake run got you, huh? Nice. Yeah. God bless Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. So, um, so yeah, at this point it's, they even even the announcers during that game were talking about how they were talking to the coaching staff and the coaching staff loves Chase Edmonds and I I, I can't remember which announcer it was during the game but he was like I wouldn't be surprised if Chase Edmonds takes over here as the starter so I mean behind the scenes it sounds like the coaching staff is really pumping up Chase Edmonds and going into this past week I think that was evident you know that that they do they do actually like Chase Edmonds quite a bit but you know this happened to be the week where Kenyon Drake busted off a big run he. And he got like a goal line carry, so he got two. He got two touchdowns, one hundred sixty something yards, and um, so I would use it. I personally, if, if I could afford to get rid of him, I would. I would be looking to sell him. No contract extension to date. Doesn't look like it's going to come. Uh, maybe if he finishes a year really strong, that can come. But he's going to fall in that category of free agent running backs that never really pan out mm-hmm. in the second. And which put him on his third team, which is really hard. Like we don't see that happen very often unless you're Frank Gore. And it's going to be a pretty big class of free agents and a pretty big class of, of rookie running backs that he's going to be competing with to get a job. So if you can sell. Like any running back. But at the same time, it's a running back. You should always sell a running back if you can. Like, I had to sell Nick Chubb today. Did, did I like doing it? No. No. But, you know, you're just a running back, Nick. Right. Can't can't keep you in my dying team, team forever. You'll be gone in three years, unfortunately. But you will be. Yeah. So, for me, Kenyon Drake, is it a buy? Is it a sell window? Anytime a running back has a big game, it's always a sell window. Yep. 
Really? Well, yeah, I, I think there are obviously upset exceptions, but I don't think that well, Kenyon yeah, Drake is one of them. Youth, youth, youth is the key. Like, so right. Clyde Edwards a layer, but at the same time, you come knock at my door with the right offer, you can have Clyde Edward too. Yeah, you know? hey, absolutely. And, and it's not that Kenyon Drake's. I don't think that old. No, he's twenty six, twenty five or twenty six. Yeah, yeah, he's not that very old. Former third round pick out of Miami, escaped. I, I still think I'm. My hope is still that the market's lukewarm. And he just resigns in Arizona on a team friendly deal, you know, where it's like no, the, the guarantee money's not really there, but he's getting like four million a year from Arizona. He knows the offense. Cliff Kingsbury's comfortable with him and Chase Edmonds. That's that's your best bet. I think he's gonna have to come a, a, a ways. You know what I mean? I don't think the coaching staff has a ton of trust in him right now. He doesn't look great between the tackles. If you take away some of his big runs. Is he like a special guy? And, well, and he's dropping passes too, which is which odd. That that's the I was just gonna go right from there. The biggest thing about Kenyon Drake that's really taking me back in twenty twenty is his lack of production in the passing game, whether it be drop dropping footballs. It was an important third down one this time, and it was an easy pass that he just dropped. And that was his that was his bread and butter. That was his that's what I loved about him coming out was not like for being a bigger back. Like I didn't really love his running style, but I really liked him in the passing game. And that was always a strong suit. Even in Miami, he was a great pass catcher running back. And now it's like, okay, Chase Edmonds is going to be our pass catcher running back right. guy. I think he's definitely taking that role. Chase Edmonds. It's weird. That he's had such a bad step back year when finally given a, a, a showcase tire season of a year. Right. And it just, he fizzles it out. Um, another team I could be worried about, Matt, is are we worried about the Cowboys offense after only putting up 10 points versus the Cardinals? Buda Baker had a monster game. I was just say, I, I, I was on four, I'm in one stinking IDP league, and the guy I was going against had, I, he had Buda Baker. Uh, and I ended up losing. I mean, the guy, Buda Baker, I think had like 12 or 13 points, and I lost by like five or six points. So normally, I, I mean, I stay away from IDP for the most part, but that was one game that like, he freaking killed me, man. He looked great. Booty yeah, he, fantastic. he looked amazing. Um, it's so hard to gauge. I mean, right now the Dallas offense is obviously a mess. Their their whole offensive line is out of whack. I don't, I don't. I think there's one guy that was the starter last year, Connor Williams, who's in there at like right guard. Everyone else is a backup now. Now their their left tackle that was playing for Tyron Math or Tyron Smith. Just went out and had a knee surgery, so he's going to miss this week at least. I must have been a minor cleanup or something. I, like I that. saw it on Twitter about like a couple sh- shuffles on the offensive line again. Yeah, it's it's nuts. So it's hard to gauge. I mean, obviously, right now, me personally, I'm I'm pulling back so much enthusiasm because, and then Zeke's fumbling the ball. He fumbled twice. the ball twice, and he's had a lot of fumbles this year. Period. Um, which is which is totally odd. He's up to like four or five or something Probably like a that. Dumbass tattoo he got on his stomach. You got a tattoo on his stomach? Just feed me. Oh God, that's terrible. Oh, it's so terrible. It's, <laughs> it's it looks terrible. I love Zeke so much. So do I. But, uh, yeah, I saw that. I'm like, Ew. and then Andy Dolphin's Andy Dolphin. You know, with with if he doesn't have time to throw, I mean, you can see that he's not producing. So it's it's gonna have to be one of these things where they get healthy on the O line before I start trusting them big time. I I, I think you can trust the fact that they're going to be throwing the ball a lot, which is going to help the receivers. Which is right. We always talk about, oh, it's so funny. Every year people are like, oh, well, you know, you have two receivers on a team. Can you hold two wide receiver ones? It can be two wide receiver ones. Every year there's a team that has two wide receiver ones. There's 12 wide receiver ones, Matt, right? Okay. There's only 12. And right now Adam Thielen is number three. Justin Jefferson's a wide receiver one. Oh, and then Amari Cooper is wide receiver five. And CeeDee Lamb is a wide receiver one. Hmm. Hmm. Odd. Well, it helps when your defense is god-awful. 
And that's what you Hello, have. Cowboys. That's what you have with the Cowboys. Um, so they're going to be throwing. They're going to be throwing a lot. And unfortunately, it's, it's one of these things where, you know, Zeke, he's going to have a tough, tough go running the ball just because the offensive line stinks and they're going to be in so many ne- negative game scripts. Um, luckily, you know, luckily he catches passes out of the backfield. He's a really good blocker. So he'll be in there on, on third down situations, uh, picking up the blitzes and stuff like that. So he'll be in for a lot of, of those potential dump off passes and, and stuff like that. But it, it's so, I mean, you're not gonna be able to, you're not gonna be able to count on, on the quarterback, Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton at all. I mean, in two, well, it was a primetime game, which he always struggles in primetime games. Is he, is he a primetime struggler? He's a primetime struggle. Like when it, when it comes time to put up in front of everybody, yeah. He shrivels up. Well, that's it's like, like it's cold outside. That's like three quarters of the Dallas games are like these big time games, don't you think? I mean, like they're always getting the big announcers, always getting the big games, they're always getting at least the four o'clock game. It feels like so. It's it's not looking good for it's the Cowboys. Not, it's Let not it looking good. And they yeah. didn't have a big decision. They got. I mean, obviously, Dak's the franchise there, but I, I don't think for again when when the defense is as bad as the Dallas I don't I don't worry I don't ever worry because they're always pushing the ball downfield so it's still great for Zeke because he's gonna catch more balls out of the backfield it's still great for CeeDee Lamb it's still great for Amari, uh, Amari. Mm-hmm. and they're still trying to get Michael Gallup the ball as well so I think Dalton Schultz I mean Dalton Dalton Schultz has looked pretty decent um as a guy that's kind of he I mean obviously he flew it completely under the radar kind of popped up and now he's kind of leveling back off a little bit as as, as some of these other pieces uh get you know more used to and, and more targets in the offense but I, I still think he's a guy that you can count on he's he's a guy that's going to get five or six targets a game at least you can start everybody on the, the Cowboys except for Andy Dolphin yeah I think that's, that's pretty right. much it yep. speaking of uh concerning you were talking about Zeke at running back what about what do you think of Cam Akers Right now, despite he's been back for two weeks right now, and he's got zero touches in week six for San Fran. Um, are we worried about Cam Akers? I mean, I think I think at the beginning of the season, you know, all in the preseason and, and the, the pre-draft stuff, we mentioned him as a guy that was going to be a volatile guy. He was a big boom bust type of guy. And now that Henderson has kind of established himself a little bit there, uh, it seems like they're kind of just – they even said that they were going to be having this crazy three-headed, four-headed monster and and kind of going with a hot hand. It seems like right now Cam Akers' hand is completely cooled off, and we knew that. We knew he had a ways to go. A ways to go. We said out of all the first-round picks, the guy most likely to bust was Cam Akers, but also the guy most likely to take time to get usage out of. So it looks like he'll hold no – like we won't know anything about Cam Akers either to late in the season or his value really won't come in a dynasty league until 2022, 2021, I'm 2021. sorry. 2021, yeah, because he's raw. He's a guy that, that was – he was not playing running back until, what, three years ago, which, you know, in my eyes in the pre-draft stuff, I was like that probably should be enough time for you to learn the position and be more natural in, in a lot of the stuff that you're doing, like instinctively. You uh, did harp on that when we were doing our scout and rookie preview. You were saying, like, everybody keeps talking about Cam Akers being raw, but like, he's been doing this for multiple years. He should start flipping around. I think Nick Whalen also, uh, yep. also had mm-hmm. the same comment on there, which, again, moved him up to our highest bust rate. It's just weird that he was going ahead of guys like Justin Jefferson, for example, mm-hmm. and it was weird in the NFL draft. They took him ahead of J.K. Dobbins. It just it was just it was so, just weird all the way around. I mean, the guy has a ton of athletic ability, so I understand why they were enamored with him. But he was so raw. Um, I think I think you could have held off. They probably could have held off another round and still got him personally. But um, you know, take somebody p- more paired like J.K. Dobbins. It's they it, p- they, w- picked, they picked him there. They got to live with that. Um, 
and now they're kind of dealing with, I think, the bumps and bruises that we kind of foresaw, I think, in the pre-draft. So. I think we're looking at 2021 when more likely Malcolm Brown will be out after that. And Malcolm Brown just looks like a guy when he's out there. I feel he like is. he's, you know. You know, Daryl Henderson looks good going north and south, but he's just a guy. Right. So uh, are you are you buy of zero K-Maker shares? Zero. Because I was invested in receivers over Cam yeah, makers you, you, everywhere. You know, I was picking Justin Jefferson over Cam makers hundred oh, yeah, out of a hundred times. So I didn't get any. I didn't get any Cam makers uh, shares either. I mean, right now, I mean, what are you paying for Cam makers? A twenty-one second. Uh, I mean, Nobody, I, nobody's selling them because nobody's selling them for that. For but that I wouldn't pay for. I wouldn't pay a first for them for sure. So yeah, I would. I would offer a second. I would expect to get denied. Yeah, but I would even, offer it. Even then, you're like, oh, maybe I want to have a second. I know, right? I wouldn't feel great about even giving my second for him. But it's at least. You're throwing a second at somebody that has a ton of upside. You know what I mean? So it, it's it's tricky. I don't know. Like I would feel if I was making a pick in a rookie draft from this past year, and it was the second round, I got K makers. I would feel, feel really good. About I'd it. feel pretty oh, good sure. about it. But at this point, with all the information, the added information, I would be. <laughs> oh, I, I can promise you one thing: when we do our bit, uh, our rookie redraft show at the end of the year, Cam Akers will not be in the first round. Hundred percent. That's almost a hundred percent guarantee. Yep. So unless something big happens between now and then. Hey, to be fair, there's a lot of football left, and right now, there's a lot of teams blown up. Like after week six, right where we're at now, you're about we're halfway through the season, right below the halfway mark with through, through the thirteen. Usually it's thirteen regular week, season weeks here, so you get a lot of teams now. This is where the trades really start to pick up here, and we were discussing before the show, Matt. Like this is one of those weird years. If you're sitting here like two and four, uh, one and five, well, one and five is not too great where you want to be yeah one and five you might actually be out you might be out but two <laughs> and four with how many injuries we're seeing every single week covid games getting pushed back and all this really weird things you might have a really good team that's just not been able to put together from an injury standpoint to games being pushed back say you had like aj brown on your mm -hmm. roster and you've been missing like your team might not be out of it quite yet i have a team that has got aj brown Mike Williams and Michael Thomas as my top three options. So I, I've just been shuffling all this crap around. My team doesn't suck. I've had the like a horrible Bad situation. Luck. You know what I mean? So so come the next three weeks, I I might be golden. You know what a I mean? I AJ Brown and Michael Thomas, you've literally had didn't have haven't had them all year long. Oh, you're right, exactly. And those are two almost wide receiver. Well, Michael Thomas wide receiver one. AJ Brown's borderline wide receiver one as well. That you get in, in an influx into your offense that carry you to W's, those two guys alone right. give you 40 points per game. So I think there's a lot of guys coming back here. Like I said, Christian McCaffrey's about to start coming back where your team is. Like I would be hesitant to just a – And Austin Eckler, you know, these guys will – I don't know when – you know, I haven't heard a timeline on Austin Eckler, but all these guys are going to be eventually coming back in this season. And it, it's one of those things where you can you can turn – you can flip a script, you know what I mean? From from a, As long as you've stayed afloat, you've got a couple of wins through six – through six uh, weeks already, you might be able to go on a run here if you get a few of these guys back. It, I mean, obviously everyone's teams uh, different. You got to monitor the situation. Exactly. Make sure you're not turned for you know you know fake poop diamond. Right, but but up. if you if you went into the season thinking you were a contender, but you're actually dudding out a little bit due to some of these co either COVID IRs or just these guys that are just getting injured and put on the short term IR, it's assess figure out who's coming back when when they're coming back and maybe you maybe you make a quick move to kind of keep you afloat for two or three weeks and i think the i think the move here too matt is 
right now when you're sitting there like two and four or three and three in your league. And there's other teams as well, like two and four or three and three. So even though you're two and four, you're in eighth place, but fourth place is three and three or four and two, right? right? And you look at their teams are now, they lost Dak. They lost, they're losing people as well. They just lost Zach Ertz, who surprisingly has been missing all year. <laughs> and, you know, your dread, when you offer your first for a player right now, it's, it's, mistakenly looking better than it's going to be. Right. So you're like, hey, I'm in ninth place. Like, oh, Rich has a bottom three pick. He's offered me his first and this player for this. You know, like, sure. I got to make this move. Not realizing that move is going to catapult you in there. Boost, so, you, boost you up five spots all of a sudden. Yep. It's a good spot to make a move where a lot of people are looking at records and standings where your first may look way more attractive. And now you're about to get all these players back. So there's a, a running back in need, essentially. Mm-hmm. Now's the time to buy. A guy like... Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb, that you could potentially set yourself up for down the road to make a real strong push in about three weeks yeah. right around there. Mm-hmm. And if you have somebody to carry you over, because like, what if what, you get like a Rojo or something like that who kind of came out of nowhere and, and is and is now kind of thirteen in a year, right? Oh, gross. <laughs> what? I mean, to keep you afloat. That's what I'm saying. Till till you get one of these guys back. I think I think Rojo is a guy that is available. I know, but what do you like? If you're the Rojo owner, you're holding out for a late first. Okay. Would you pay that for Ronald Jones? Um, I'd rather drop an anchor on my foot. <laughs> you hate you hate him that much, still. I just I just, I don't I do, it's, for the record I don't love him either, but I think he's playing. I, get, I think he's getting an opportunity. hundred oh, percent, and he's making the most of it. A hundred percent, like he's you can't sell him for less, right? And I just I couldn't do it. I know you couldn't do it. I think I think at this point I I could pull the trigger on that move if I if I'm a true contender and I needed to bridge the next three weeks or so. I'd I, rather go buy. I'd rather give up the money for James Robinson. I wouldn't. James Robinson over oh, than Rojo. Yeah, I would much rather have Rojo. Yeah, I guess you're right. I think. I mean, James Robinson could just be a flash in pan. He's already starting to could lose. be. Yeah. <laughs> Already, we said to sell him right away. He's already starting to lose value yeah, as the weeks I, go on. As soon as he went up, we're like, oh, because remember, we're like, oh, take a second while you can. We're like, okay, maybe you shouldn't take that second. Hold out for a first. I got a first yep. for him in the league. Yep. God bless America. God bless America. So, like, who are the target? Like, who the, like, so Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb, still pretty expensive, right? I still, like I said, I sold Nick Chubb today because I got DeAndre Hopkins and Melvin Gordon. And they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're playing youth long term, better running back there as well. I'm playing top receiver in the game, DeAndre Hopkins. Like, do you think that price is still out there too much for like a guy like Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, or you just like you said the Rojo route? Because no matter what you're doing for a running back right now, that's playing anything decent, you're paying the price. Like you're paying a first round pick, or you're paying a good receiver, a good tight end, something along those lines. What about it like a uh, I mean Devonte Freeman type of guy who's who's getting getting the usage he's getting the bulk of the carries there in, with the twice Giants. as many like thirty to fourteen compared to Wayne right. Gallman. I think, you know, that's a good name to bring up because I think he's somebody who's going to give you not Rojo numbers, but James Robinson numbers for a fraction of the price. Right, and, and you know, Devontae Freeman for years, his value has been derived from the fact that he's he's going to get you 50 to 60 yards in on the ground and another 40 to 50 yards through the air on like five or six catches, and that's kind of how they're using him there as that's well. That's all you need for a running back, too. It, it really 12, is. 12, 14, you find a touchdown, you give me that 22-point game, like yep. I'll take that all day. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think Devontae Freeman's the way to go there. Because okay. there's not many other guys out there that you could really 
a force. And he's cheap. I mean, Devontae Freeman's even cheaper than Rojo. Third cheap. Yeah. Sec- a late second. Right. Which is, for a championship push, I'm all day on that. Absolutely. But like, a late first for Rojo, I just know when that pick comes up, I'm going to be mad. Anything's worth a championship, bar you. But it's not even like, it's not saying he's not worth, worth that price. It's like, I still don't know. He's done it now up to week six. Right. But he's done that in spurts as well because he's had a couple good games and some bad games. And he still looks like trash catching the ball. Exactly. So it's like, can I trust him the rest of the way? Even more so, like when Leonard Fournette gets back fully healthy, come week 13, 14, 15, will we still be able to trust him? The the weird thing about Rojo um, and the thing that he has worked on and I think become much, much better at is not falling down like a piece of paper on the, on any kind of contact, which which was his thing that you saw on tape coming out of USC. But since then, he's put on about twenty pounds. Oh, he moves to, like he gets in the pile. And he moves, it's a it's a That's night a, day transfer. Exactly. That's where he's taken his biggest biggest leap, I think, forward uh, once he got to the NFL. So he he's improved, and I just. I think maybe we should start adjusting our mindset a little bit on him to to a guy that is going to be at least a serviceable back. A Jordan NFL. Howard. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah, because he's not going to be able to he, – he's shown that he just drops way too many balls to be involved in heavily in the passing game. He'll ca- he'll catch a ball every – he's better than Jordan Howard catching the ball. Everybody's but everybody is. Howard. Exactly. So uh, it, it's one of those things where – I think we just kind of need to adjust. I, I'm with you there. The, the first, I think, is what you'd have to pay to pry him out of somebody's hands, but I'm not 100% sure I'm willing to do that either. I think I'd rather go to Devontae Freeman. Devontae Freeman. Yeah. I, think, I, think we narrow, I think we narrow it down. I think Devontae Freeman's the move. Yeah. So, all right. Cool. Uh, we'll be back next week after week seven. Week Garrett, seven. We'll be back. Yep, absolutely. Some more Dynasty. Yeah. In the meantime, uh, you can always talk Dynasty with us on Twitter. I'm at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. You check out the site at Dynasty Nerds. Make sure we have, again, Dynasty Nerds is not just an awesome website. We have so much more going on. You can check out the Dynasty Nerds Facebook group where we have over 9,500 users on there. That thing is just probably the best forum out there for Dynasty Fantasy Football today. Tons of conversations out there. You put a question on there, you get 100 responses out there from people all over the world. You got to check out the Dynasty Nerds Facebook group. Check out DynastyNerds.com again for great articles. And of course, you got to check out the Dynasty Nerds GM. Mm. Our, this is a very important part of the season, right? The middle of the season. Are you a contender or are you a re, you know a re, reloader? Yep. Like I would say, not a rebuilder, a reloader. Reload. You know, reload that team. Check out the Dynasty GM. If you haven't tried it out yet, I mean, it's free to try for three days. Just try it out, the Dynasty GM. See where you're at. See if see if your record does not indicate the true Dynasty team that you have. We have the contender ranks, the win now rankings, which are contender rankings, and the Dynasty rankings. So maybe your Dynasty team's not great, but you're a win now team. Maybe your Dynasty team's great, but not a, not a win now team. So all these different moves, it's going to show you in the Dynasty GM. Who, what's your strength? What's your weaknesses? And not only that, what's your other team in your league, what their strengths and weaknesses are too. It's going to help you expedite trades much quicker. We got the trade calculator as well to make sure you're in the right ballpark of these trades as well. Remember, the trade calculators are not end-all be-all. It's a guide to make sure you're not missing anything too drastic there as well. Our trade calculator suggests players. And again, our trade calculator also, uh, it just doesn't, you can literally pull up your league and pick the teams you want to trade with and it shows you right from there. So you're not inputting, looking for who has who. Check it out. That's all I ask. Check out the Dynasty GM today. It's free to try out. I guarantee it's going to make your Dynasty life a million times better. I absolutely love it. It is amazing. That's it. We'll be back next week with Garrett. Adios. That show's going to be so much uglier. (laughs) Bye-bye.